Welcome to PSQH the Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of PSQH. On this episode, I talked to Jeff Gartland, CEO of Relation, about using technological reminders to increase COVID-19 vaccination rates. And now, on to the interview. I'm talking to Jeff Gartland, CEO of Relation. How's it going, Jeff? Doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I am good. Uh, I was wondering, before we uh, start talking about um, a new study, uh, looking at COVID vaccination rates and sort of how they can improve with reminders. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, your company. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Jeff Gartland, I'm the CEO of Relations. Uh, I joined about a year ago when we brought together Relation and an acquisition of a company called Radix Health. Uh, and we are solely focused in on uh, ensuring that we simplify access for healthcare. Uh, we've been oriented towards that problem statement across the entire consumer journey, uh, from finding a doctor to getting scheduled and ensuring that you show up on time and prepared uh, and stay engaged in that journey even after your care. So uh, very, very focused in across that entire digital engagement spectrum and excited to, uh, to be here today to talk about uh, some of the impact that we've had as it relates to uh, vaccination rates as well. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Um, there's a new study that came out uh, recently talking about um, the effect of text message reminders and vaccine reservations on uh, adherence to a health system COVID-19 vaccination policy. Um, uh, and obviously, uh, patient engagement technology was used in that, uh, developed by your company. I was wondering if you could talk about the study and sort of what it found. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, we've got really over 40,000 providers across the country, all 50 states that have, that have leveraged our uh, technology over the, the past several years. Uh, we touched 50 million unique individuals last year, just to kind of put that in context. Uh, this particular study was with one of our clients, uh, Ascension, uh, and it was really a, a well-done study where they looked at uh, the ability to leverage behavioral nudges in order to steer people towards uh, an outcome that they were looking for. In this case, it was really in compliance with uh, Ascension's uh, COVID vaccine policy. Uh, and those nudges uh, were, were done via our technology, via text messaging, and allowing for the consumer or the individual, in this case, an employee of the health system, uh, to understand when they were scheduled, to um, understand where to go, how to be prepared, um, you know, looking at different uh, time slots to, to reschedule other kinds of uh, behavioral activities. But the importance of this was that what it showed was the ability to reach an individual uh, in those moments that allows for that, them to nudge them along a particular uh, pathway. Uh, and in this case, it was uh, showing up for uh, their COVID vaccine that was available for them. And it had a had a material impact. It was a uh, 5% higher uh, compliance rate. So, um, you know, pretty significant uh, jump in terms of uh, the compliance just as simply associated with that type of engagement. And, you know, Jay, we see that in, in lots of different other scenarios across the ecosystem where you get out of using portals, you get out of the usernames and passwords, you get out of you know, some of those historical paradigms that make it really tough for individuals to engage with the healthcare ecosystem. 
and to engage with their providers and you get it into something that we all are much more accustomed to and comfortable with, which is oftentimes as simple as a text message. Because traditionally it's, you know, the health system sends a, you know, email and says, hey, you know, click on this link and, you know, go, uh, you know, sign up or whatever. And then, you know, the person forgets about it and, uh, you know, and that's that. Um, so, you know, I guess the, the idea is, you know, with some with more reminders and sort of, like you said, nudges, um, you can kind of, you know, remind them, oh, yeah, I need to do that. Uh, you make it go to them and make it a little easier. It's exactly right. And it allows for, uh, you know, what we have found is it allows for consumers to engage in the way that they, they want to engage. Um, you know, I don't know about your listeners, but I'll, I'll, I'll at least, you know, share it with mine. I'm a relatively uh, healthy individual, and I think I've got four or five different portals and usernames and passwords across yeah, yeah. Uh, various uh, primary care and dermatology and my dentist and you name it, so on and so forth. Um, that's not the way I engage in life. Right. Um, and so it's much more asynchronous. I can work with it in my own time. Um, it becomes a lot easier for me to engage as a, as a human uh, rather than, you know, following, um, you know, some of those some of those uh, traditional processes. So it's it's much more akin to what you would have in in other areas of our daily life. So tell me how, um, you know, relation would work with a health system in terms of setting this up and how it would uh, kind of come together? Yeah, well, when you work with health systems, at the end of the day, we really focus in on three big aspects for a health system. First is, how do you attract individuals to your providers, to your facilities? Uh, the, the second is, you know, once, once you've got them relatively captured, how do you ensure that the individuals show up and they show up prepared? Uh, and then last but certainly not least is is following that particular care. How do you keep them within your ecosystem for follow-up care and ensure that you're continuing to uh, help that individual through uh, navigating their their journey across uh, across healthcare? And so we really think about it in those in those buckets. Um, health systems generally, you know, will will start in varying ways, but what we're finding more and more is there's a real opportunity and a real value for health systems to just make it easier for patients to engage and schedule uh, in their own way uh, and follow up and reschedule or move those appointments around in a much more self-service fashion. And so uh, we have found health systems getting very great uh, results and value from that ability to um, you know, kind of journey around the appointment, before the appointment, during the appointment, following the appointment, leveraging things like these behavioral nudges that we talked about in this particular vaccine study uh, to nudge those individuals through that journey. Uh, but at the end of the day, ensuring that they show up, show up prepared, and then they, they really stay with you throughout the journey. Um, and, and obviously, you know, like you said, making it easy for patients, you know, people don't want to necessarily have to, you know, like you said, go into a portal and remember a password and, you know, and kind of do all that stuff, you know, you're helping, uh, you know, the health system kind of go right to them. And then how does it sort of, you know, how does it sort of happen where, um, you know, they're able to kind of, you know, make an appointment, change an appointment? How does that work? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a great question. So at the end of the day, 
uh, it is really important to understand that the kind of sources of truth, which in, in hotel systems, it's typically their, their EMR. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a CRM system uh, that they may be leveraging as it relates to that. But we work with those sources of truth, uh, you know, those, those records of, of truth there. Um, and we interact with them and synchronize with them in, in some sophisticated uh, ways, leveraging APIs, uh, leveraging uh, modern data models like FHIR. And it allows for us to have a window into uh, where those opportunities are to better optimize uh, that calendar and to optimize those appointments and those schedules. And then we we offer those up. We bring those out into these workflows via text message, via chat, uh, via other modalities in a kind of omni-channel experience. And then when we engage with the consumer or the patient, we ensure that we then write that back directly into that source of truth. So it doesn't replace their EMR. It doesn't you know, um, uh, replicate their EMR in that way. It really augments it and allows for it to extend out into a much more patient-friendly and highly engaging experience. So do you work with the system to say, all right, this is how many nudges, this is how many texts, this is how many, uh, you know, other kind of reminders that we'll send out? It's a, that's a great question, Jay. And it's, it's, it is the real crux of, of getting the biggest impact out of these tools and capabilities is that kind of change management, that, that thought leadership that goes into how you actually execute on this. So that can get down to um, what kind of language you use. How often do you send those messages? Um, what kind of options do you provide? Um, in what cadence do you approach those? In what modalities? Which populations would prefer to get that right. via text only versus which ones do you want both email and text and maybe a follow-up phone call as well? All of those kinds of things become configurations that we spend time with our clients really optimizing for their situation, whether it's by specialty, uh, by region, by location, by population types, uh, lots of opportunities to really optimize and configure those scenarios to the targeted population. Um, and that extends beyond just even the communications when you get into the details around scheduling rules, provider preferences, um, how does that particular specialty manage those versus, let's say, primary care versus urgent care? Um, those all become very detailed configurations, and it's a lot of work that we do with our clients to make sure that we are optimizing that, not only to uh, do it as part of our implementation, but really continuing to drive that value as they evolve and mature in becoming a really digital-first organization. Um, so how do you approach... Uh, this when you're dealing with uh, older patients, folks who are less tech savvy or, you know, maybe folks who don't have, you know, a lot of, you know, access to the internet and may not have a smartphone. How does that all work? Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. Uh, I've, been in, I've been in healthcare IT for about 25 years now, and I do think, you know, there was a lot of truth to the statement that you, and the question that you just asked. Uh, but that is that is actually beginning to shift more and more. What you see is the the Medicare population actually does become quite comfortable with some of these modern uh, technical mechanisms, whether that's smartphones, texting, uh, chat. Uh, you're seeing a, a, a 
increased adoption rate of that even among that population. That being said, there are clearly gaps in there in areas that we have to approach it, not just based on age, but other you know, uh, factors that, that impact the ability for consumers to engage with, with certain approaches and technology. It's the reason why uh, we really designed ours as an omni-channel model. And so we give the provider and the health system the ability to configure that down to the, you know, kind of the population by population level. So in, in certain groups, it can, it can actually just be um, voice phone calls, outbound voice phone calls. Okay. Um, in other groups, you can do it 100% all, uh, you know, via just only text messaging, or like I said before, some combination of those different uh, modalities. So we really put the, the power in the hands of the provider to uh, work, with, work with that. And then we provide the insights and the analytics that help providers understand uh, what level of engagement you're getting or not getting and, and beginning to optimize uh, that approach over time. Are there sort of general guidelines in terms of, you know, how many nudges are too many? Like, you know, at what point do you become considered spam where the person's just like, stop <laughs> bugging me already? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the, the, the important piece is, is understanding um, that individual's care journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can vary. Obviously, a simple example would be, you know, if, if somebody's simply coming in for an annual visit, that is very different than somebody that has a, a chronic condition um, or a very acute condition. You have to you have to think about those differently, approach those different uh, journeys in uh, highly configured ways. So that is a it is a um, literally individualized uh, conversation almost on a on a patient journey by patient journey perspective. Um, there, there are obviously guidelines. There's, there's a, a significant amount of regulations on how you can approach uh, some of those activities that we work with our clients on, making sure that we're, we're within the bounds of those. Uh, but you know, Jay, I think one of the more interesting things is as you get going, the ability to actually see the value of these interactions, because it's not always, and, it's, and it shouldn't be about volume. It's about value, and that's the importance of these, these nudges that you have within this process. Um, you know, for, for one particular journey, maybe it's, you know, two or three nudges that, that is the most appropriate in order to, to attain the value. In another, maybe it's one, and then you don't want it to be more than one uh, for, for other reasons. And so uh, we talk less about the volume and more about the value that we can, we can have an impact with. Uh, what are some other uses for this technology going forward? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, these are very important things to be reminding people of and to getting people, you know, keep people in touch with their doctors. But what are some other ways you can kind of um, optimize this technology? Yeah, well, our, our primary focus is actually in and around uh, the the scheduling of an appointment and, and showing up for that appointment. So if you think about it as, you know, uh, texting or um, engagement modalities for uh, finding a doctor, getting on their calendar, knowing how to get to them and, and when, you know, what you need to do to be prepared to, uh, to have that appointment. Um, those are kind of our, our bread and butter uh, where we focus. As we look forward, there's a lot of additional areas that become high value um, nudges, if you will, that you can go through that process. A simple example of that would be referrals. Mm-hmm. So um, let's say I've gone through a particular visit. I actually, you know, several years ago, I, I had an orthopedic issue with my knee. 
um, you know, went through, had a, had a um, initial diagnosis of that and was referred to a specialist. Um, that process is really the beginning of another cycle of that scheduling. And right now, if you talk to most provider groups, uh, and certainly if you talk to most individuals that have gone through, uh, you know, going to a referred specialist over and over again, um, that process is very cumbersome, uh, and, and it is challenging for all involved, including the provider practices. And so that becomes another area where these, these behavioral nudges can really come into play to help automate the initial referral, uh, but then also ensure that those referrals are followed up on appropriately, uh, whether that be associated with, you know, a single health system and referring from primary care to specialty within the health system, uh, or whether that be across the systems in terms of, um, you know, other types of, of referrals that may be going on. So that's an example of, of an area. Obviously, uh, I think the, the rest of the world has gotten into areas like text to pay and other kinds of things that, that certainly are opportunities within the, within the healthcare ecosystem. We have uh, some of those solutions today. I think you can continue to advance those with these behavioral nudges around, you know, following up on uh, balances that are due or ensuring that you've got uh, the appropriate authorization before you get a, um, a particular um, procedure uh, scheduled as well. So there's lots of opportunities in there, uh, but those are, those, those are just a few examples. And, and the key, of course, is patient engagement. Um, you know, how have you seen, you know, in the sort of, uh, you know, the situations that you've already set up, how have you seen patients become more engaged, um, you know, through these, uh, through this technology? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a great call out again. Patient engagement, I view it really as this enormous thread through the entire journey. Um, so it's, uh, it is really critical from the moment I decide that I need care or that I'm, you know, I'm on Google looking for a physician or, or a, a, a health system uh, all the way through, uh, you know, all of the follow-ups and other activities that go on. So it's, it is a really, really important thread throughout. One of the things that we have seen is the ability to really maintain context to an individual's journey. Uh, throughout that and really um, not think about them as individual transactions in any one given step, but really think about it as a holistic journey. And that's, uh, that's one of the areas that we can really, you know, help with our providers around optimizing the number of, of those behavioral nudges, when to contact people, how to contact them, which modality works best in which instance. Um, those are things that are really, really critical. And, and having that end-to-end -end context of the journey becomes helpful uh, in doing that. So we, you know, when we are texting or, or communicating with a patient as part of them scheduling uh, up front, if we're having communication or texting with them as part of a balance due in payment, if we're doing it as it relates to a referral, um, all of those are really in a singular timeline for us around that, that human that's on the other side of the of the mobile phone. So um, the engagement allows for us to really be thoughtful in each of those steps and not treat them as transactions or transactional activities, but really thinking about them as a journey. And does it make things uh, easier for the patient who has, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you know, maybe like a, two or three specialists plus the primary care plus, a, you know, 
other things to keep track of. And instead of getting, you know, communications from, you know, four different, you know, numbers or emails, you're, you know, it's all coming from one place. Does that make things kind of a little easier for the patient to understand and to keep track of? Well, we really empower the providers, Jay, on that. So it's, uh, when we work with our providers, it's not coming from relations. Um, right, right. I understand. You know, relation from, is from really the, the technology behind it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, but, it, but it does come from the system. So in the case, as an example, in this COVID vaccine study with Ascension, uh, it would be coming from, you know, the Ascension facility. And obviously right. that would allow for the consumer to have that, uh, have that contact in their phone, you know, stored. Uh, can communicate back and forth with them, and it really does provide a uh, an overarching brand uh, to that process, uh, which we find a lot of health systems actually are really, really keen on um, driving, particularly in this you know post pandemic world, is ensuring that they are pushing their brand forward into that digital first mm-hmm. model, uh, that that virtualized care model, um, and not not having it be uh, fragmented, but really be something that is, um, you know, part of what they're doing within their communities that they serve. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been great. Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, obviously look forward to, to continuing to have a, an important impact in the communities that we serve, uh, the providers that we, we support. And at the end of the day, um, you know, fulfilling our mission, which is uh, to simplify how people access healthcare. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up episode 60 of PSQH, the podcast. Thanks for listening, and I hope to join me next time. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at psqh.com. You can subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. Thanks again, and stay safe.